Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, good morning and welcome to Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You know, this happens when someone uses your personal information and files a fake tax return in your name and collects the refund. What am I talking about? Well, it's identity theft. The IRS estimated online robbers attempted to steal at least $12.2 billion, that's with a B, billion dollars through identity theft tax refunds fraud in 2016. That's according to the Government Accountability Office. Now, the IRS kept most of those attempts from happening, but the fakers, or thieves as we might call them, got away with at least $1.6 billion. I don't know about you, but that's a lot of money, and I don't want to be a part of that. Well, today's program with me, Scott Jordan and Latrice McLean, they are going to be here to discuss ways to safeguard your personal and financial information from identity theft. I just got an email Sunday night. You will not believe how good it looks from American Express, but I didn't click. In the second half of the program, Scott and Latrice will help us understand some very important guardrails to financial security. These guardrails, are we're just going to talk about things that will help you prevent or survive a personal financial crisis. So you want to stay with us, grab a pen, a piece of paper, take notes. From our Did You Know files, the S&P 500 has produced a quarterly performance better than the first quarter of 2019 gain of 13.6 only. 16 times in the last 50 years. That's 16 out of 200 quarters. What am I trying to say? First quarter 2019, 13.6. Pretty good quarter. April has been the best month for the S&P 500 over the last 25 years. It's gained an average of 1.92%. Now, that's April. And, of course, that's just ahead of November, who is the second best. And that's 1.81 average gain. So, hey. It's best month. That's looking pretty good. We'll see what happens. Companies in the S&P 500 spent $806 billion on stock buybacks in 2018, bringing, breaking the old-time record of share buybacks of, of just $589 billion, so not a bad record, set in 2007. So, hey, I guess companies are wanting their stock back. Not bad. If you're a baseball fan, you'll appreciate this. 252 players out of the 750 on the open. Opening day rosters of Major League Baseball teams, that's about 30% of all the ball players have salaries. You ready? $5 million a year for the 2019 season. That's equal to $30,864 per game for each of the scheduled 162 games. I know, I know, it's a long season. It's tough. It plays in the heat. 
$30,000 a game. Not bad. Maybe I should have tried to play baseball a little harder. If you have questions for Talk Money, send them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. To find today's program on podcast or past programs, go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Coming up, we're going to be talking with Latrice McLean and Scott Jordan, and we are going to talk about identity theft and some guardrails to protect you and give you financial safety. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. This is Talk Money. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Jim Shoemaker and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Latrice McLean is a registered representative. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, let me ask you this question. If you were contemplating being a thief, if you were thinking about where can I go and maybe get attacked and maybe go out there and steal some money, I don't think you'd try to, you know, getting taking a gun and go to the bank. That's how they used to do it a long time. Getting a train and go try to rob a train. That's how they did it 100 years ago. Today, if you're going to do it, go where you can find the most money. And guess what? The Internal Revenue says they're going to be sending 383. It's This is the, this is the bank, the IRS, $383 billion is paid out and was paid out in fiscal three, 2017 as far as their internal revenue tax refunds, $383 billion. So if you're a thief and you're looking for easy money and you're working out of your garage on a Saturday morning, $383 billion, why not? I mean, give me a break. Well, my guest is, of course, Scott Jordan and Ledrice McLean. We're going to try to give you some ideas of how to make sure. I mean, the IRS has done a phenomenal job in the last five years of cutting it down, but the thieves still got over a billion dollars, over $1.5 billion, $1.6 billion just in 2017. I mean, it's still a problem, and we're all susceptible. As I was saying to you, just Sunday night, I get a, a car, a letter from uh, American Express, it says, and I'll read it to you. It says, uh, you know, you, we notice your suspicious activities on your online banking, and we're putting a hold on your account for protection. Log in with your username and password, too. And it says www.americanexpress.com to, to verify your account information on our system. Well, I happen to not be an online banking card member, so I, I guess that made me a little suspicious. But welcome to the program, Scott. Welcome to the program, Latrice. Honored to be here, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Guys, this is a problem. I mean, Huge. we we Huge. see it all the time. We yeah. we know in our industry today, it is one of those things. We have got so many ways, even in our own computers, we got to log in six times. We were talking about it this morning, how many passwords we have to have. But why? I mean, if it happens that someone uses a personal information, Scott, let me start with you. How can you protect yourself from identity theft? I mean, this is a real problem. Give us some specifics. Well, you know, I think the first thing you always have to keep in mind is the IRS is never going to ask for personal information by phone, email, or text. 
Um, they don't threaten for arrest for non-payment. I was telling you the story of my wife getting a call saying there was a warrant out for arrest. A warrant out for that <laughs> lovely lady to arrest her. <laughs> Scared her to death. You know, she, I said, well, listen, if there's a warrant out for your arrest, they're not going to call you to tell you about it. <laughs> no. uh, they're going to come get you. So I said, and plus you hadn't done anything, have you, that I'm aware of. So let's, let's not worry about that. But they usually send a notice by mail. So the IRS will contact you by mail. And I think it's always a best practice. Well, no, it's, it's you you contact them at their number don't let them mm-hmm. contact you and, and request information for you you call them at the official who do IRS you think number. latrice when we think about this who is who are the who is most susceptible to this mm-hmm. type fraud because i mean i i mean now when i got that email saturday sunday night i have to admit to you Mm-hmm. I'm meticulous with my credit, and I watch it, and you know, for that to come, I did spend an extra minute looking mm-hmm. at it. I mean, I did instead yeah. of just getting rid of it. But I don't know; I have no clue how many scams I get. I got a, an email this morning from someone, and it didn't look right. And I sent him another email saying, "Please verify that you sent me an email." I mean, I've gotten paranoid. Who's susceptible? You know, I, I think the scammers are looking to scam whoever they can get to fall for it. But especially the elderly, they are looking to scam them because obviously, you know, more so than people of other ages, they, they'll have more assets, more money. But they're re- really looking to get them. Uh, some of them are retired. And like I said, they have assets, they have money. So I had someone to- recently that was going through. And, you know, I guess you're right. The, the elderly, they're not as technically savvy. This mm-hmm. person was asking me, we were out to dinner with them, and they were asking me about their phone. And I am by no means tech savvy. But I, it was shocking how much this person didn't know. Yeah. And literally, I, I was concerned that I'm thinking they are extremely vulnerable from that standpoint. Scott, yeah. what are some things you're going to say? You said, I, I hear you. They're not going to send you an email. You know, they're going to contact you by mail. They're not going to call you. They're not going to put out a restaurant for them. <laughs> what else? You know, and you, you just gave a perfect example, and that is, you know, clicking on links when you've been solicited for something. Always go to the official website yeah. and contact, whether it's a financial institution, the IRS, go there. Don't don't click on a link that's been sent to you to give personal information. Um, that's that's key. And and you saw, you know, with yours, and that looked very official. Oh, I mean, I printed The, the logos <laughs> are great. Uh, everything looks above board. But your financial institution or the IRS, they're not going to send out an email requesting you to click on anything and give out personal information. And so I think that's something you always have to remember. And always, you be the one to initiate calling the official person and giving them any, any information they need. If there's a problem with your credit card via that email, call American Express, talk to them personally, and then get it corrected that way. Uh, that makes sense from that standpoint. So. What are some of the warning signs that you might think about from a standpoint of things that you need to be sensitive to? Well, I mean, you you gave out some staggering statistics about fraudulent refunds being being uh, uh, filed on people's behalf. Uh, you know, one point six billion dollars. I mean, you go back to thirteen, it was five point eight billion. So they've gotten better about catching it, but the attempts have not gone down. They're still getting the same number of attempts. The IRS has gotten more clever about about catching those. So if you if you go to file a tax return, actually, and you're and if saying that's a duplicate, there's already been one fired. That's a huge red flag that there's an issue there somewhere. That's somewhere somebody might have stolen your identity. Uh, look, you know, getting calls from debt collectors that you're not aware of even having a credit account or a credit card with the company. That's a sign that there's probably something going on with your account. 
but I always tell people the best defense is you stay, be proactive, stay on top of, check your credit report often, and look for any suspicious activity or new accounts that show up. That's a great point. So, you know, be alert, be proactive about be it. Be proactive, What about yes. passwords? I know we've always talked about a strong password, Latrice. Tell me, tell me what you tell people when it comes to that strong thought process. I mean, it's a, we say a strong password. Well, your birthday may not be a strong <laughs> password. You know what I mean? Or, or five, 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 five. five. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, not that strong. One. Password. And it's funny you say that. I, I was sitting, someone, they were actually going into their phone and, and clicking to get their password. And I watched, and it was 9999. I said, that's not unique. It needs to be something unique. So use a mixture of uh, capitalized, uh, capital letters, small letters, numbers, symbols. So you need to mix it up. Okay, so mixing it up, using different symbols and things like that. That I mm-hmm. appreciate. That's so important. You know, you were telling me that you have been, you know, cautioned and you have cautioned your clients and, mm-hmm. and it's become a known fact to be careful in public places. Yes, of course. You know, one of the perks in going to some certain public places is is having free Wi-Fi. So be careful because there are some people in there who they go, that's their job is to go into these public spaces where the Wi-Fi is free, and they want to steal some of your sensitive information. So you have to be really careful with that. And they can do that. They can do that. You know, it's amazing because, I mean, I think about this. I have my phone, you know, you're... You're in there, you go on the internet, just and it's kind of that moment, or maybe you got your iPad and you think, yeah. well, let me take a few minutes and do that. And I can't imagine somebody sitting right across from me being a thief because yeah. she doesn't look like her. She doesn't look like a thief. I mean, you know, they're. They and look, they look busy doing their own thing. Yeah. Exactly. They are busy <laughs> they are, doing yes. their own thing. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> Extremely busy. But, yeah. Yeah. And if they have a good day, yeah. you're one of their victims. Exactly. Yes. So exactly. But I guess we just need to be sensitive. If you've just tuned in, of course, you're listening to Talk Money. My Jim, I'm Jim Shoemaker. My guest today is Latrice McClendon and, and Scott Jordan. And we're talking about a sensitive subject just simply because it's protecting or safeguarding your personal and financial information. I mean, let's go through some things. You've talked a little bit about phishing email. More about that, Scott. Anything else that you want to add about phishing email and things like that? Because I want you to give us some specific things. Well, I think, you know, I, you you sell yours, and yours look pretty good, but there's a lot of times where you'll see the, the logo of the institution, but when you look at the email address or the link they've sent you, it'll be misspelled by one letter or or have just something a little quirky about it that you can kind of notice. So really pay attention to those kind of things when you do get those emails because it's important to notify your financial institution if you are getting in scam emails like that so they're aware of it and they can warn other customers that there are attempts going on to try to so in, just impersonate be sensitive to it. Be sensitive to that, yes. That's a good point. Latrice, you mentioned mm-hmm. passwords. So when you mm-hmm. talk about protecting your computer I mean, 5555 is not, or 9999 is not a good password. So what other things when you talk about protecting your computer? I think some other things that are good to do is when you're away from your computer is to lock the screen. And uh, also it's it's good to, with your password, is to change the password up, um, not too, too often, but as often as you can. But make sure you remember it, though. <laughs> yeah, we're told that we have to do hours. What is it, every 90 days? Well, we're not told. We have to. We have yes, to. right. <laughs> and, boy, it gets challenging because you can't use any of the past uh, five. That's so you what start frustrates me. Yes. I want to say, okay, I used this six years ago. Yes, but it's yes. just not a chance. Not a you chance. know, you're gonna, you want to come up with something different. So be password smart. Protect your computer. 
Reboot frequently is something I was told. Don't think about, you know, just you're you're hanging on to you know stuff. Get out of that and reboot and start all over, shut it down, and when it's not in use, just completely I don't do that. I I have to admit that I have to and it comes back and tells me every now and then it's time for you to shut it down. Shut it down. And that kind of clears it and reboots and starts it. And also keeping the uh the updates, uh, you know, the Mm -hmm. Microsoft security patches and all those, keeping the latest ones coming because they're they're constantly watching for, for a Temps and malware and all that, and they're putting stuff in the software to try to prevent it. So keeping it updated helps prevent it. And I uh, think everybody needs to understand we're using it from a business standpoint. We're we've got IT people that are helping us all the time. We're talking about that person that's vulnerable that doesn't have that. Sure, they need to find someone. I mean, that can help them. And uh, that you can trust yep. and that can be a part of that and give them the guidance that they need. You know, I, I think that's something that we just think. So we've covered a couple of things here now. Beware of phishing email. And, and that's what I was using while I go with my American Express. Protect your computer. Make up a good, strong password. Change it frequently, you know, on a regular basis. And then help me with when we t- we were kind of going through the idea of the IRS and the fraud, but financial activity, Latrice. I mean, that's something we kind of said, you know, be aware. Don't think about a phone call that's going to check a bit your credit. But mm-hmm. what are some things specifically? You said bank accounts and other things. Anything else? I think it's good to set up alerts on your phone um, or to get these alerts from your banking accounts and your credit cards. Uh, because if something happens, like Scott said, you'll get a phone call. Not probably not an email from them, but you'll get a phone call just making sure you're aware that something fraudulent is probably going on with that account. Anything, Scott? No, I, mean, I think I think that's a great thing is because most banks allow you to set up alerts and credit cards now. I mean, you can have your credit card notify you every time your credit card's used mm-hmm. via text or email. Um, the two-factor authentication's a big deal now that's happening a lot. Yes. So, in other words, anytime you go to log into a site, and, and as you know from our experience, it can be a little painful, but you can you can have them send you a text with a code to get in. So there's... There's a two-step, not only the password, but you also have to get that code to get in the site and make any kind of changes or anything and that's, like that. That's, that's critical. That yeah. seems to be helping yeah. a lot. You so, know, one you know. thing that I've learned, too, if uh, and I don't do a lot of online purchases, but if I do, I'm using one credit card, only one credit yes. card, mm-hmm. on that credit card repeatedly for online purchases so that if there is a problem, that credit card, it's, and I watch mm-hmm. and manage yep. that credit card very intensely. I think that's that is I helped. think that's key. I think it's because that, that gives you one card to focus on and monitor so you can really notice extremely quickly if something's happening. Well, at the same thing, you know, these where we have these repeated charges and they want you, you know, give us a credit card sure. so we can just yeah. repeat it. I use one credit card yep. for that purpose only also. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, it's about monitoring it from that standpoint. All right, we're going to take a break. And what we do, we're going to come back, and we're going to give you some top 10 scams that are targeting you today around the world, whether you're traveling or what. And top 10. Now, I'm talking about everything from just a PC repair scam. These guys have done some research. They know the top 10 Scams, and I tell you, you know, you're going to be surprised what they are. I, I think some of them, nope, you already know, and some of them are high tense too. But you need to find out what they are. So stay with us. The top ten scams coming up. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. 
This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information is not investment advice or a recommendation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, we've just uh, been talking about identity theft and the fact that it's big business for thieves. Big business. And you, as well as myself, Latrice and Scott, are all potential victims. And it's kind of like we got a you know a little target on our forehead walking around. And if you use a computer or a phone or an iPad or something, if you use the Wi-Fi, you are literally going to possibly be a victim at some point. I have to tell you the story. A couple of years ago, I had been working very hard most of the morning, and uh, I hadn't even turned on my computer. And about noon, in walks the CEO, CFO of the company and says, hey, I am trying to wire the money that you've been requesting all morning. It's for the furniture in the South Carolina office. I can't get the, the bank won't let me wire it. It's only 32. It's a you know, small amount of money from, for what we would do. And I'm looking at her and going, what are you talking about? And she said, you've been asking for money all morning to go be. And I said, I ain't even turned on my computer yet. And she went white. And sat down. I thought she was going to pass out. I mean, because she had been trying to wire money. Fortunately, my bank said, nope, we want, we want Jim's authority. And the reality was it was a scam. But it was so clean. The, the fun thing about this, we learned a lot. The bad thing about it was it was amazing. They could impersonate how I would literally write a sentence and because I'm not a prolific writer, I don't try to you know give you a thousand words when I can say it in two. And so I was doing the little short choppy sentences, and they were doing the little short choppy sentences. Looked just like me. She would ask a question, I they would respond. It was amazing. It was a pretty good scam, and we didn't send them the thirty. It was asking for some furniture. We had a new office in you know in South Carolina. They needed some money for offices. We was we told them we'd send it to them for furniture and. Uh, we learned a lot. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing how good they were. So now I identify with the little target on my forehead thinking, be sensitive, be careful. Scott, start with this because we talked about giving them some top scams that are going on right now. So I want to cover that as much as we can. What do you see? I won't say number one. That's not the case. It's not. We're not giving anything out in order. But uh, these are just ones that are going around and prevalent. And I've I've seen this one in a couple of different different ways. Uh, I've the way I saw it was it came as a warning on my computer when I was online. Said basically, you know, call it a remote PC repair scam, whatever you want to title that. And you click on it. Basically, it's saying there's something wrong with your computer. You need to call this number. And then, of course, if you call the number, they're going to try to remote log into your computer to fix it. And then the the goal there is to try to get you to pay for repairs that basically you don't even need. So they basically infect your computer when they're in there and make it look like there's something wrong and, and you end up paying for repairs you didn't need. Uh, sometimes they make a phone call out, you know, impersonating you, you know, whether you're at work, impersonating your, your, your PC department in- uh, or just calling out saying, hey, your computer's been infected. We need to log in there and see if we can get this fixed. So it's uh it it's it kind of gets your attention. The one that got me was a loud noise and hey, you know, warning, we've got an issue here. And I can see where somebody would be taken in by that very easily and think there's something seriously wrong and try so to get that fixed. Our, our advice would be it's very rare 
for someone to send you a notification, some PC tech person sends you a notification. Most of the time, you see it's a problem. Yes. You notify them. Yes. And, you know, if it's a work computer, you know you know their computer department call. Don't call the number they're sending you. You call the people you want to call. I understand if it's the home, work point, but let me. It, get, you're at home. You it's know, tough. you're not gonna. You don't need to be letting anybody remotely log into your computer unless you've made an outbound call to somebody that you're getting to fix something. Not anything where they've reached out to you or trying to get into your computer. And so. So when that tech person reaches out to you and says your computer has been breached, say thank you very much, and then you call somebody you trust. Exactly. Don't exactly. just take that person's absolutely you know word for it. You know, stop and say, hey, I appreciate your advice. Thank you very much. I'll get. I'll take care of it. So I guess what I'm trying to say to everybody listening, if that happens and you're at home one night. At 2 o'clock in the morning, and you're on the computer, and it clicks up. So I know somebody that clicked on it. Yes. And it cost him his computer. It so did you get a new one? Just Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you had to buy a new one. <laughs> but, but it, it also cost him a little compliance problem. <laughs> but the reality is... You know, it was two o'clock in the morning. He's working. Yeah, and it clicked on. He yeah. didn't think twice. He yeah, well, they get you quickly. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. the thing. They they know yeah. how to get your emotions going and make you act quickly. These mm-hmm. these guys are clever at what they do. They've they've really they plan these out well, and they get you in a vulnerable moment. And and you, it's very easy to get caught up in them. Latrice, you talk a lot about the fact that people this whole idea behind uh, the work from home, working from mm. home scam. And, yeah. I, and, you know, this is, I see this could be that vulnerable mother of three staying at home. She's going to be, you know, doing her, ch- and she gets the call. And yes. what happens? Well, first of all, it's usually going to sound too good to be true. And it usually is. <laughs> yeah. So, so of course, you see the, the end result. Oh, make $100,000 a year, you know, stay at home, work in your uh, house code and your slippers. But you have to pay so much money to actually make this money and yeah. work. So the, you have to be really careful with that and really aware of that. And you're right. The and, stay-at-home and, mom is a big target. And she's a target for that. That's that yes. international shipping you know, manager. You're going to be able to do this. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden you begin to send, you know, you got all kinds of problems that you've got going on. And yes. I think that's a concern for a lot of people. So, again, mm-hmm. we're not saying that everybody's, you know, illegitimate or a mm-hmm. thief. But check it out. Don't yes. just start saying, okay, and give them a credit card. I want to do this. And, mm-hmm. you know, get wise counsel. I think if everybody just would take a deep breath and say, <laughs> let me call someone, let me ask someone, and then be willing. Here's the problem. Sometimes we know of people that have gotten caught up into things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, somebody's trying to say, hey, this is not legitimate. This is, you know, this is a thief. And and they don't want to listen. They've gotten yeah. emotionally. They want to believe. They want to mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. And I got, you know, be honest with you, <clears throat> people that are doing this are good. Yes. Or they yeah. wouldn't be doing yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. They have to be. They have to be. So, mm-hmm. Scott, what's another one? Uh, one of the things I've seen an uptick lately with all the online shopping and online shopping uh, being most prevalent way a lot of people shop now are fake counterfeit goods where. You know, they're, you're you're buying some sort. You see a lot in the luxury goods markets where you're going to buy. There's a great deal on. I won't name any brand names, but on a luxury good item, mm-hmm. and you order, and it's it's not a legitimate item. It's a it's mm. a fake copy. It, and, it and may it, look okay, but once you get it, you're very disappointed <laughs> yeah. in the in the final product. And it's actually it's mimicking a, an actual website. An actual mm-hmm. website. Yeah. An and actual it sells product. name brands. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. We've understood that a lot yeah. of those come out of China. 
Yeah. Uh, India and you just you just be sensitive to it. It's going to be counterfeit. You need it's if it's a reduced, reduced, reduced price. That, that's the key. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> you can kind of shop around and look at what other legitimate sites that you're aware of are offering the product for. And if it's so much cheaper that it just sounds ridiculous, it's probably yeah. not real. But you know but, what they're you know, targeting, and I think we all have to understand this, it's that impulse buyer. Absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. you know, we have done it for years, walking out of the store at the cash register, and there's that whole stack of stuff at the cash register, and you yeah. reach and get one. That's that impulse. Yes. And yeah. so you get a call, or you're out looking, and something comes up on your website, and mm-hmm. you say, oh, hey, look at that. That's what, I've been wanting one of those. And you... Impulsively mm-hmm. make that purchase, and too large, too often, it's large corporations are, you know, mm-hmm. the first to discover that these are fake online stores, and they're trying to get them corrected because it makes them look terrible. What's another one, Latrice? Well, another one that's big is house and vacation property rental scams, and of course, it's attractive. You want to be able to take a vacation with your family and not have to worry about getting a hotel with and getting multiple hotel rooms for you and your family. So it looks great. To get, you know, a vacation home. But you one thing that they're going to target and that they're trying to do is get the first month's rental payment um, from you. And, and that's the money they're trying to get. They want to get that. And, of course, you know, again, you may be looking. Mm-hmm. You're actually doing some search. You want to take the family. And so you're online at 10 o'clock at night saying, hey, I want to take the family. We're going to get everybody to go. And all of a sudden, up pops this. Night. They're not going to send yeah. it to you just because, you know, you're out there looking for tires. Right. You're looking yeah. for a rental home. And so, yes. bing, it comes up, and it's totally fake. Yes, yes. And at the time, you're like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. This is what I need. And like you said, take a deep breath, do your homework, and, and do research on on the property. That they're trying to get you to so purchase. So hard, so hard. They they send you photos of this great looking oh, place, and yes. when you get there, it's not quite the same. Yeah, that's so <laughs> so tough. And uh, you know, uh, here's a thought. I guess I want to take a break. We want to you know come back, but I guess I'm looking at there's a few more that we want to cover. Then I want to get into the guardrails that mm-hmm. we have to do that. So uh, you stay with us because there's a few more of these things. I mean, the whole idea behind a collection agency. You know, those are things you think about that just don't happen, you know, but they do. And who is who is susceptible to that? But here's one. You're going to be surprised. There's scams out there about pets for sale. You're talking about impulse, emotional. They send you a beautiful picture. They let you actually see it, and somebody's playing with it, and it's a scam. Stay with us. We'll talk more about that. This is Jim Shoemaker, and we're listening, you're listening to Talk Money. If you have questions you'd like to have answered on the program, email them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is a true testament to the power of promises. As a struggling young actor, Danny Thomas made a vow that he would build a shrine to St. Jude, the patron saint of hopeless causes, if he ever found success. After hearing a story of an African-American boy in the South who died after a segregated hospital refused to admit him, Thomas decided to fulfill his vow by building a children's hospital in the South. At the urging of Bishop Samuel Stritch and in partnership with Dr. Lemuel Diggs, both of whom had strong ties to the Mid-South, Thomas chose Memphis for the site of his hospital. After establishing the American-Lebanese-Syrian-Associated Charities in 1957, Thomas saw the opening of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital five years later. 
Since that time, breakthroughs at St. Jude have increased the survival rate for the most common form of childhood leukemia from 4% to 94%, making St. Jude a recognized leader in the treatment of cancer. St. Jude has saved and improved the lives of children from all over the world, and it all began with one man's act of gratitude. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. The S&P is an unmanaged index of 500 large-cap stocks. Investors cannot invest in an index. And now, back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. We're talking about identity theft. We're talking about scams, We're, you know, all those problems. And during the break, we're talking with Greg Ratliff, who's our producer. And he actually has an example of something that you that took place in Memphis, a perfect example of how you need to be careful and sensitive. So, Mr. Ratliff, would yes. you describe what you were telling us? Because this is a perfect example, and people need to put their radar scam up and radar Sure. Up for this because this is a real legitimate thought process that's happening right here in our city. My family was looking at a house uh, online, I believe it's through Craigslist, and it was the house was in the University of Memphis area. They had pictures of the inside and outside of the house. On All there. legitimate. Looked one hundred percent legit. We go and check out the house. We notice that it looks like somebody still lives in the house because we're walking around the the property like we. You're a home buyer. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, he could have been shot. I was going to say he shot on sight. Exactly. Yes. If, if they'd been, if the person had been home when oh, we were there, oh my oh gosh, man. We opened the gate. We're walking through the backyard. Oh, and all that oh, stuff. Wow. Yep. We didn't find out that it was a scam until we got we we look and we're like, this is really cool. Let's let's reach back out to the people and we'll see if we can come and actually see the inside of the house. Because the reality is, I mean, there's such a market now for houses. Mm -hmm. People are buying them online, making bids. So why not set up a scam like this? So once we reached out to them about actually seeing the inside of the house is when things got kind of weird. Because they said, well, before we could show you the house, we need a deposit. And that was when we were like, yep, we're not doing this. Come to find out, we, we thought something was weird with it. So we reported it to the police, actually. And they said that, yes, that, that they've the same phone number and same name and all this stuff. They were already aware of this person being being a con artist. Wow. And we, Amazing. And we, we, we yeah, you're, you're right. We very likely could have been arrested because we were trespassing in someone's backyard. <laughs> or shot. Peeking in the windows. Yeah. And stuff. Like, it was bad. It, to, I imagine to the neighbors, they must have been like, what are these what are people doing? doing to this house? <laughs> Yeah, you know that's but you know yeah. now now yeah. you know Mr. Radliff here he's a pretty intelligent guy and uh, so listen to us we're trying to tell you be very very sensitive mm-hmm. here's one that I that this bothers me to no end because this is a touching a lot of emotions it's a pet for sale scam Scott. absolutely absolutely well well think about it, and this is how they target people now we you know with the rise of social media many people are always out there posting all kind of things about their personal life so it's not hard to target a pet lover no yeah. they're I mean, always I, posting pictures somebody of their was pet, showing me right? a pet that they just got the other day and of course as soon as it turns its face with those beautiful exactly. sad looking brown eyes i'm caught right there on the spot exactly so they're they're either reaching out or there's websites out there with touching pictures uh, you know adopt a pet and you know all you need to do is pay this little fee and this insurance cost and we'll get the pet shipped to you and of course it's not a real pet site they're taking advantage of people and pulling at their heartstrings and and getting their money and and i think just for everybody to be sensitive to 
it is a lower than market price pet. Of course. Mm. Always. Of course. It's a deal. Yeah. And now, yeah. bear beware, if it's a deal, check it out. I mean, if it yes. Yes. sounds too good to be true... Definitely do your homework and check it out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good point because there's plenty of legitimate pet adoption yeah. agencies and things out there that are that do a great service and and, and do that. But just be careful. Well, that's mm-hmm. what we're saying. Latrice, do you have one more? Actually, I do. And, and it, it goes on, on the same lines of, of the vacation home. It's timeshare uh, reselling. And same thing. These people want uh, you to pay the, the fee up front. And you have to be careful. Make sure you protect yourself uh, with these scammers, especially with this one. And when you sign contracts, know what the contract says. But really, you don't want to sign the tr- contract. Mm. You got to be careful with that. Yeah, just get good, good advice. I think if mm-hmm. we just get everybody to understand, when somebody is offering you something that sounds too good to be true or seems to be, yeah. you know, scamming you, just take a deep breath, back up, and get Good. The Bible tells us, get seek wise counsel. Seek wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the bottom line. So we should be doing that. Let's change notes here, guys, and just kind of move to the next page, because I think it's important. We're we're running behind schedule this morning. But, hey, Latrice, I want to talk about those guardrails for financial security, because reality or financial safety, because reality mm-hmm. is we're trying to prevent or at least give you some insight if you have a financial crisis yeah. What to do with that? So give us, mm-hmm. I know, a guardrail is, you know, you don't drive off the road. It keeps you from that. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things you see yeah. a lot of them damaged yeah. on the highway. So, they're, you know, but it keeps you from straying out into the danger zone. Yeah, and you're right. You got to think about the guardrails are to protect you from a small accident or even bigger one that can be a disaster. That's it. So, so with the guardrails of finance, you think about this, you want to be protected from, you know, something small happening with your finances and it really protecting you from a bigger financial disaster okay. like the road. All right. Give us some of these guardrails that you're talking mm-hmm. about. I know, I mean, there's three or four or five of them that you've developed, and you do this. Mm-hmm. You actually do a lot of speaking yes. to a lot of college students today, mm-hmm. uh, and I know into universities. So mm-hmm. I know this has become pretty much something that you see a very big need yes. to understand what these guardrails do. Yes, and they're, they're just basic things. No matter what you do, what we do with our finances, it's always going to come down to the basics. So the first guardrail that you need to think about, it goes into what we've been talking about today with the identity theft, the scams and all of that, is you want to get organized. Mm. And we can never fix what we can't see. So we have to know what is in front of us, deal with our finances, and make sure we're organized so we can always pay attention to our bank statements, to our investment accounts, to our insurance policies. And we need to know where these things are located and communicate with our loved ones, the people that we trust, so they'll know where they're located if something happened to us. And you don't, we don't think about that because a lot of times it's just collected over the years. And yes. It's in one drawer upstairs. It's in the, the you know, the, the cabinet downstairs. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all over. Some of it's at the office. Some of it's in the mm-hmm. wherever. And so you're saying just get organized. Yes, get organized. And, and then it's even uh, to where you let your loved one or family member know who do I, who do they need to call if something happened to me? Mm. You know, God forbid, uh, in a, um, a premature death happened. Mm-hmm. Who do I, who do they need to call? And that's always critical. Very. Very critical. What's another guardrail? Uh, building just your, your emergency reserves and your savings. You know, it will say, okay, have three to six months of savings for emergencies. And that's something that's going to be able to protect us just in case we're out of work for a certain period of time. And, you know, the bills will never stop coming. So we have to pay those bills and, and need them for uh, different things that 
that will occur in our lives. So so when you talk about getting organized, it's also basically getting your bills organized, too. Yes. I mean, it's kind of that, you know, for some people, that's a snap. No problem. Everybody's mm-hmm. they're just organized, detailed people. Yes. And for some people, they cannot spell the word organized. You're right. And I've seen people say, oh, I have my spreadsheet. This is how I keep up with my things. Great. Right. As long as you're able to keep up with it. And like I said, you have to be able to see and know what's in front of you so you can take care of that. Let me give a little bit of marriage counsel for those unmarried that are thinking about getting married. If you happen to be one of those very, very organized people, detail, marry one of those people that are totally unorganized. You'll have a great marriage. Because if you marry two organized people, you guys going to kill each other. And if you marry two unorganized people, you'll never get anything done. That's just, you know, talk money sometimes gives talk marriage, you know, whatever. I like that. I mean, you got to think about that. Well, when we come back, we're going to finish up some guardrails to financial security, financial safety, things that are so important. They're fundamental. But Latrice does a great job. By the way, if you'd like to have Latrice speak to your organization, just give her a call at 757-5757. She does a lot of that to a lot of ladies' organizations, college students, anybody, churches, anybody. Just give her a call. Scott, same way, cybersecurity. I'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Talk Money. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Welcome back. Uh, my guest, Scott Jordan, Latrice McClin, we are talking about guardrails that uh, kind of get set, you know, guardrails to protect you if you're driving down the interstate. Sounds like a couple of people might have needed to do that today. But if you're guard- riding down the interstate, you want guardrails to keep you from making that bigger disaster that Latrice was talking about. Well, that's what these financial guardrails are for, to help with financial safety, to keep you from making the bigger mistakes. She's talked, first of all, about, number one, getting organized. And we had to give you a little marriage counseling there if you're not organized. <laughs> Organized, but uh, get organized. Number one, number two is build your savings account or an emergency fund. Now, this is so fundamental, but we talk to people all the time that have not done either of those two. What would you say is the next thing, Matrice, that you would want them to think about? The next thing is you want to pay off and reduce debt, and especially short-term debt. Uh, something that CNN Money talks about is just steps uh, with paying off debts is you know figuring out where the money goes. Uh, lowering your fixed expenses, uh, like your monthly bills, boosting your income. And that's through, you know, changing, making changes uh, on your W-4 through your employer, uh, making a list of your debt. Like I said, you have to keep it in front of you. You can't fix what you can't see. So you, you have to deal with those financial things and, and paying off high interest credit cards. So those are some very important those are, things. Those are so, so many people that, again, is that discipline to do that. Yeah. And Dave Ramsey talks about that a lot. But the reality is, mm-hmm. you know, talk about it's cheap. It's really takes a lot of discipline to do that if they've been accustomed to do that. But but it's it's discipline at the, at the dinner table. It's discipline yeah. when you're driving. It's but it's discipline with credit. And I, I say this, too, when I talk to people, it's like we, we know some of this stuff, but we just don't execute it. Ah, good point. We, we don't execute it. Penny Hardaway can go and he can draw up the best play in a timeout. But if his players don't execute it on the floor, there's nothing he can do about it. Well, we saw a lot of execution with the last couple of weeks, you know, that we watched in basketball. Exactly. Number four, you know, you've kind of covered three of the big guardrails. What would you say number four? Number four is just protecting yourself by updating your insurances. So many times 
you see people who um, say they uh, divorce and remarry, they do not change beneficiary information and stuff like that. And that's very, very important. And you want to make sure you, you look at um, whatever statements that you have, make sure beneficiary information or whatever it is, you want to make sure that's updated and taken care All of. All taken care of. Make yes. sure that goes back somewhat to that organized status. Exactly. In, in detail. Yeah. It does. It does. That's a great point. Scott, when you look at this and you think about guardrails, Latrice has given us four. How do you see that in your practice with people? That do you, is this an issue that you see a lot of people just don't do? These are four so simple, easy fundamentals. These are fundamental principles, and I, you know, I see, you know, we see, we see this done a lot of ways. But I, you know, I think all these are great. Uh, you know, I tell people it's really not that complicated. You got to spend less than you earn. You got to avoid the use of debt. Uh, then you can start saving for some more of those long-term goals: financial independence, retirement, second home, whatever it is. But it's about mm-hmm. doing these things in the right order. And I like the way yes. Latrice has laid this out with the guardrails analogy because that's great. You know, putting these things in force can help prevent a big accident down the road. Maybe a small crash, but mm-hmm. pre- prevent that big out- accident. And again, down that the road. financial crisis can really set people back on their heels. Absolutely. And yeah. Absolutely. Really, really. And set them back so far, they sometimes can't mm-hmm. even gain, you know, get the momentum to get caught up. And then all of a sudden, it's yeah. a snowball effect from yes. there. It gets yeah. worse, it gets worse, it gets worse. It does. And that's important for this. So, again, mm-hmm. if you're listening, my guest has been Scott Jordan and Latrice McLean. If you'd like for, you know, to talk with Latrice and have her to come and speak to you, just give her a call at 757-5757. Let me ask you one question, Scott, real yes. quick. Anything else on the scam that you would want to make sure everybody knows? I just say be alert, pay attention, mm-hmm. you know, monitor your credit report. You're the one that's kind of responsible for your own situation. Just pay attention to what's going on with your finances and your And accounts. that's so good. What about you, Latrice? I, I'll say this. Uh, even though you may not be in a public uh, space where free Wi-Fi is, is located, but even at home, just checking accounts. Just be careful. Sometimes a, a neighbor's Wi-Fi can bounce off and, and, and it can, uh, I guess, connect somehow. So just be careful with that. And it's so easy for that to do that. And so get good advice. And we kind of tell everybody, I think that if you can just think about it in three simple things, advice is the big umbrella. Absolutely. If you don't know, if you think something on, just seek good advice and, yes. you know, good, wise counsel. But always Three things to write down, put it somewhere on your refrigerator next to your computer, stop, think, and connect. Connect with somebody. Like Make that. sure that you're mm-hmm. just, just back up. Take a deep breath. But that is so easy to do, so easy to talk about. And same thing with your guardrails, but you just got to execute. Got to execute. That's yes. so hard. Well, my guest today, of course, is Scott Jordan and Latrice McLean. You've been listening, of course, to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. Of course, you heard from our special guest today, Greg Ratliff. He's our producer. Did a great job talking about almost buying a house. If you would like to talk with either Latrice or, or Scott, give them a call at 757-5757. We hope you've enjoyed this program today as much as we've enjoyed giving it to you. Thanks for listening. If you have questions for Talk Money, Send them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. To find today's program on podcast or past programs, go to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial. And be sure, we do appreciate this, like us on Facebook. It's always good to hear what the people say to us. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Thanks for listening. This is Talk Money. Talk Money is produced by Greg Ratliff. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovitz. Compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. We'll see you next week on Talk Money.
Jim Shoemaker and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Latrice McClinn is a registered representative. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Life insurance products contain fees such as mortality and expense charges and may contain restrictions such as surrender periods.